yes, Adelaide, you really did have us going this time, this season, and it's slipping away. But here we are, episode 14.1 of the Night Shift Football Podcast. Yes, point one. That means it's all A-League chat, and once again, we'll start with Adelaide, because they're our boys. Tommy. Yeah, whisper it. Whisper it. Adelaide, uh, Adelaide, the league. <laughs> Adelaide uh, got us going this time. Fuck, man. Every, why do I fall going. into this trap? This trap that maybe will taste success now. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be too despondent. Like No. We haven't lost in a while, I think. It's been no, we're still third. We're still third. Putting um, it on for our dear life. It is so tight now in the top six. It's very tight. Before think, we get to that, do we... Let's go over the Adelaide-Wellington game, I guess. You were there. A second nil-nil at home yeah. in how a did, week. How did you find weeks. it? Um, I found it less frustrating than last week, but swear jar, still pretty fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't articulate it any other way. It's just, it was crap. It was dour. Yeah. It was better. It was better than last week, but... Still the same kind of problems. Um, a bit one-dimensional still. We don't really look inventive until we make some subs and get blokes like Yengi on. And it's just too late. Too little, too late. Yeah. The, um, the momentum of the game is already... It's already stuck in a pattern by the time these guys come on. Yeah. Maybe it's probably time to start Yengi again. He must be fit by now. He's come off the bench a few weeks. Yeah, so. I don't really care for the goals against Urich's name because... <clears throat> well, half of them are pens. Half of them are pens and his input otherwise, like um, his pressuring defenders, non-existent. non-existent. His, Doesn't exist. His work when we've got the ball, pretty non-existent, either just standing offside or just kind of waiting for the ball to be in the right spot for him to run and get a tap in, like... We need him getting the ball into his feet so he can zip it off to the midfielders coming through like Mork. It's useless having a player like Stefan Mork there if he doesn't have a striker to bounce off. Yeah, there's, there's got to be more one, two, three, fours between the striker and Mork. Like, that's the Absolutely. idea, man. Absolutely, that's the whole point. And we don't get it with Juric, so... But um, we do get it with Yangi. We see a little bit, little bit of dynamism in the, in the front third. Yeah, positivity. Moving beyond the line of player, coming in to receive it. Shifting we, diagonally from wing to wing, it's nice. We were talking Friday night at the game about how he just is not... Um, not everything comes off for him. Mm. Not everything works out, but it's just the change in... Just, it's refreshing to see the positivity, like positive runs, attacking runs, trying something different, um, playing with a bit of flair, not so rigid. Um, and we just, I guess we'd just like to see more of it because it looks more... It's been more successful for us. So far this season. Yeah, that string of games that we were winning where he was starting, yep. scoring week on week. Uh, I don't know. I wonder if... Will we lose that sort of... Um, you know, that sort of X factor off the bench if he starts? Will it be a different set, set of circumstances? Will he play differently because he's got less time to impact the game? Maybe. I think it will overall just benefit the side though because, like we said, um, with what Juric gives us in terms of Defensive output compared to Yengi, mm. worlds apart. It's more, it's and more then, fluid, isn't it? Yeah, and then like we said, our movement when we've got the ball and we're knocking it around, looking for an opening. Um, you know, Yengi's constantly moving, looking for the ball. Yurich isn't. 
The best part about Yengi's movement there, and it could feed into why Louis Dorigo may have been off the boil for the last month or so, is it opens up spaces for the two central guys to operate yeah. you know, more expressively in there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Louis Dorigo struggled of late. He has uh, been struggling. I think he probably needs a rest, but um, given the squad at the moment, he, you know, he's, only, he's really in there because, well, I'd imagine he'll drop out once Lopez comes in. It's funny how we don't trust Caletti to do that job. I think I get it because Caletti can't pass. (laughs) (laughs) I love the guy's work rate. He runs his ass off. He gives 100%, but he's not a very good footballer. It's funny. If if you're a player and you're always described by your work rate as your number one asset, maybe you should be working on another aspect of your game. Yeah. Oh, he probably is, but yeah, he just doesn't have it. Caletti, to me, still has a place in the squad. Like, um, Excellent squad He'd filler. be a great player to have come on 1-0 up, you know, with 10 to go or something like that, um, defending a lead and just running and putting in his defensive efforts that have been so good. Yeah. It's just, it's just his, um, his offensive output with the ball is just pretty shocking. Even his linking, some of his passes backwards aren't that so, great either. So, yeah, I don't imagine he'd be the option and then... So I think once, yeah, exactly. So I think once Lopez comes in, Cavallo move back to the midfield and Dorigo probably have a rest. And I think that'll suit the balance more because Dorigo kind of looks, he looks like he can only really play as a six. He's a six, isn't he? Doesn't really suit the other midfield roles. Um, But you're not going to take Juan out of the team because he's been excellent. He has. He was a rock again on the weekend. Yeah, he was excellent. Um, We we were constantly making comments from up in the stand about his... um, like covering, covering the fullbacks or covering the winger and helping out and then going and winning the ball mm. and then getting it upfield. Um, he, um, excellent. He, he covers so much of the pitch yeah. just through uh, just really clever positioning. I yeah, think. reading the game, smart footballer. Yeah. That's what uh, 300 La Liga games get you. Yeah, experience. It's experience, yeah. isn't it? It's experience. And this is stuff you hopefully he's trying to pass on to Louis. Yeah, and, uh, big fan of Louis still. I just oh, think he's... Of course. Yeah, he's in a rough patch and could probably do with a spell. Louis is going to have a wicked A-League career. I think so, yeah. Probably nothing more, but I think he could definitely have a good A-League career. He'll get his chance in Asia once the borders... You think so? Yeah, I think he will. He'll go over there for a couple of years, get his go. How old is he now? Where, I don't know, 21, still, 22. Yeah, yeah he's, he's still got he's time. He's a young man, he's young. Yeah. Um, it's good to see. I always rated him more than uh, that Gamulka fella who ended up going off to uh, um, Melbourne City. City. Yeah, I did too. Um, so I'm glad to see that we persisted with Louis and... Yeah. He just, unfortunately for him, we've got Juan at the moment. So he's not getting or the may, position. Maybe fortunately, because if he was playing like this as the rock in as the six, uh, we may be losing games rather than just boringly drawing. Well, I just mean, um, yeah. Oh, to play unfortunately for him, he's not playing his natural position, yes. I think. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I take your point. Um we yeah, we'd love to see Lopez come back in, and then I think that the balance in the midfield between Mark Juande and Carvalho would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, be nice to hear an update on Lopez. I haven't seen any. Yeah, I'm not news sure there might be, but photos. I haven't. I haven't even looked, so it's probably our own fault as much as anyone else. No, I don't. I just don't think there's been any. Update there hasn't been on anything. Him. No. Okay. Uh, worrying, maybe. Are we going to see him again this season? Hopefully, I think we will. Um, in saying that, Cavallo's delivery off the left is just ridiculously good. Yeah, he's been good. He has been good, yeah. For a makeshift. We could just uh, yeah, utilise him better in another position if we had Lopez. 
but excellent cover. He's been great. He has been great out there. Um, I'd almost, I'd go as close to saying he's been our best signing. Lopez? Cavallo. No, no, just Cavallo. Cavallo, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah well, I guess we'll have to wait and see how the rest of the season pans out with um, Lopez. If he comes back in and plays like he was, um, yeah, I think it's between him and Lopez at the moment. Yep. One day behind him. Yeah. No, yeah. no love for Timothy. Nah, the, the one-legged Timothy. We've, we've been over Timothy. Yeah. What? Uh, this, <laughs> each it, week, it, it's so I kind of lose a little bit of joy for this guy. Like, I'm happy to get behind him. I'm a big fan originally, but every week, as weeks go by, he doesn't show the signs of improvement. He still makes the mistake. I mean, he has kept two two clean sheets in a week now, right? questionably, but. <laughs> We haven't got results. Shouldn't have been and a clean he, sheet last week. Why does he look so one-footed? He, I just, I think he is so one-footed. <laughs> we saw that that move where Wellington crossed the ball in, and he was. It came instead of just whacking it away with his right foot, he used his left foot and just hooked it out for a corner. And I was like, it almost went in. Do you not have another foot to use? Like, come on. And the the last week, the disallowed goal by Western United, all he had to do was stick a foot out. Yeah, clear it off the line. He ran there. around it so he could use his left foot. I don't really understand but almost like in moments of panic or under under yeah. you know heavy duress he doesn't want to use it so. this guy's come from a Bundesliga club he's got yeah he's got yeah. the best academy training you could ask for yeah so very maybe bizarre it, I think Timothy is in a we're not we're not going hard on him we just we might sound like it but we it's, I think it's reaching a bit of a watch to this space yeah it just baffles me Timothy, more than anything yeah, I can't bit, he's baffling his aerial ability great his tackling in the in the challenge brilliant pretty good yeah his positioning pretty good generally his passing most of the time good yeah Had a few iffy ones the other night yeah he can um, but I mean that's the A-League I think there's yeah. a lot of loose passes in the yeah. A-League um, his speed is something to be longing uh, I think we don't have the fastest centre-back pairing in the league no. definitely not the slowest but he can be exposed like we saw against Western United by a good pass. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, watch this space. I think that's a good way. Watch to this space. I'll definitely give him time. Definitely w- give him another season. The worry I have, uh, I guess we'll get to it in a sec. Maybe we'll talk about Strain's red card first because that's going to mean someone comes in at right back this week and yes. Strain has been... That's a good point. Before we get onto that, we'll just talk about Strain's red card, I guess. Um Oh, it's annoying. We have mixed feelings. It's just it's a bit... It's so annoying. It's annoying. It was... It was stupid on his part. Yeah, why? Why, man? I what, still, don't kick the ball away. We know the rules, yeah. We know the rule is don't kick the ball away, you get a yellow. I just, I just do find it frustrating that that can be a yellow card offence when we have like so many spare balls around the pitch. They're everywhere, dude. And when... There's eight kids on the field ready to feed And the ball. when the referee had blown his whistle, gave the foul, stood there, watched him kick the ball away, still just stood there, wasn't, didn't look like he was going to do anything more. And then it looked like he was talked into the yellow by Wellington players. You would have seen that better on the pit from, yeah, it from looked like, the stands. Yeah, there was a, you don't see it on camera, but there was a Wellington player behind him and a few in front that kind of walked over and were like pointing towards Stray and saying, hey, come on, that's a yellow. Which is fine, but then the referee... You know, referee your own game. You're in charge. Exactly. It's unusual from, <laughs> unusual from that referee too. Yeah, he's always been a really um, hardline strickler. He you can't really does speak it his to way. Me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that was that interesting. Was and then once he is on the yellow, though, the second foul is. Oh, he just gets you know, sucked just, in. Just gets sucked in, and yeah, unlucky. It's a good move by because he's been. He's 
Well, we said last week he's probably been one of our players of the season so far. I reckon my player of the season. Yeah, maybe not quite because of the amount of games he missed early on, but he'd be up there now. Yeah, be in the mix. Well, maybe not now after this. No, <laughs> well, what's he, what does he miss? He'll miss the one game. It's the Melbourne City game on Thursday, the Mel- man. It's Melbourne the City game, Thursday biggest night. game of the season. So who plays right back? Is it is it Abitu? Um, I'm very I'm very worried that it's going to be Abitu. It's going to be Yared Abitu, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, going on our form, City uh, look like they could absolutely resole us Thursday. Craig Noon is going to bath him. Whether Strain is playing or not. But Strain's had Noon's measure before, which is frustrating. That's why it's upsetting. He's yeah. not going to play. Strain has done a great job on Craig Noon in the past and now... I think we're mm. Mm, I think we're in a lot of trouble Thursday night. This is a and I don't want to be fooled by our earlier win over Melbourne City in round one because this is a very different Melbourne City side now. Not in terms of the players, but in the terms of their the way they're going about it. They're a very good side at the moment. They're settled. I think his Norbo's finally got his method across the way that he wants to play. You can see the movement in the midfield and the attacking thirds yep. are uh, they're, they're just playing to one formula, but because they've got the best players in the division, they can do that. And they can, yeah. They, they look untouchable with Noon, uh, J-Mac, and Naboot. Yep. I think we're in for a really long night come Thursday. Yeah, we we've, are. We've been belted a few times at Amy Park by Melbourne City, and I would not be surprised if it happens again. No, I'd be the handicap minus one Melbourne City, I think. Is yeah. on, on the cards. Yeah. Um, I think you could confidently go minus two. I won't be able to watch it because I'll be at training. So oh, bugger. it's probably a, probably a good thing. I'll, I'll watch a replay later. But It's my birthday on, yeah. on Thursday, which uh, is oh, not going to be a great present. <laughs> I think I'm going to be too upset. Three points for your birthday? <laughs> That'll be nice. Adelaide United, please. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to this. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm not confident. <laughs> Yankee starts, I think, and that, that, that might inject a little bit of... Yep. You know, unpredictability to the game. Yeah. But the way that they... I mean, this sort of flows into the Brisbane game. The way that they played against a red-hot Brisbane. And I mean, Brisbane's so red-hot, they could have gone second with a win. Uh, and the way they just shut them down in the first 20 minutes, got 2-0 up. And I think if City got 2-0 up against us, we'd be... Even though we came back against Sydney 2-0, I think we'd probably be a little bit down and out from that. It'd be hard, I harder think so. for us to get back Based anyway. on the last few weeks, especially. Yep. Yeah, struggling to score. And if they get two up early, I cannot see us scoring two. He drags no. Back again. no. But this, could, this is all pretty negative, really, considering we've... Um, I think we're unbeaten in seven games at the moment, so... Yeah. Or and one are, loss in seven or something. And we are still sitting third. We lost to Wellington. So, um, oh, it was seven home games we're unbeaten. Seven home games, yeah. We're still, you know, we're still right in the mix, and we're still doing a lot better than we thought we'd be doing after the first few rounds hell yeah when it looked like we were in for a very long season I think just the last not so much the draw with Sydney but the loss to Wellington and then the back-to-back nil all draws at home I mean it's, yeah they're just there was the draw it's, with it's the just Wanderers. frustrating more than anything the draw with the Wanderers before that as well that was really annoying the one where Louis got sent off oh yes that one as well so yeah it's but, been a it's been a long time since yeah. we put out a really convincing display mm. Well, maybe they'll turn it around this week. True. Against Melbourne City. It's a big game. I mean, this uh, if you know, Carl will be in the dressing room saying, if you guys want to win the league, you have to win this game. Maybe they'll be more up for it. I hope so. Lift for the big ones. The big one at an empty Amy Park on a Thursday use night. That, use that uh, South Aussie enthusiasm they've had 
you know, throughout other games this season where they've all got, you can just see how much it means to them to get up and get a result and the effort they put in, maybe. Especially in Victoria. Yeah, so maybe we'll see more of that. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, you got any other A-League? Yeah. Have you got anything else on Adelaide before we move on to the rest of the rest of the country? I don't. No, nothing yeah. springs to mind. I don't think I do either. I think that's it for Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we're, just, we're stuck just a, at the moment. It's basically just a repeat of last week. So It does. Yeah. It feels very similar to what we experienced last week and what we spoke about. Yeah. Just Actually, maybe just a little bit on Adelaide. There was um, the Adelaide United team that plays in the MPL. Yes. They had a good victory. Uh, and Motore was on the score sheet. So I guess that's, that's where he's been playing uh, while he serves his suspension. Yep. Uh, Dukali also scored. Yep. They beat Blue Eagles 4-2. Hmm. Um, but I think what was, um, what was the funnest part about seeing the result of this is seeing who else was on the score sheet. Uh, a young Aligic oh, troubling yeah? the uh, scorers. And there also Oliveira. Which Cassio's lad. I think it's Cassio's lad, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There That's you go. Unreal. So we got two first teamers scoring uh, alongside two sons of legends. Excellent. Love to see it. Love to see it. Hopefully they'll come through and, you know. Well, hopefully Mo, I don't know how many games he got. Hopefully he starts as well uh, on Thursday night. Uh, it was a second yellow, so surely it's just the one. should get a go. Yeah. Yeah. should get a go. Not 100% sure on that though. I'd go, yeah. I'd go to City and play two up front if I was Viet, but just that's just me. I'd just love to throw it at him. Uh, yeah, that's just me. Don't do what they would be expecting us to do. Yeah, exactly. Because like they said before the, the Wellington game, four games, unchanged lineup now. I think going into it, you know, they're obviously going to be hot favourites. I don't think we have a whole lot to lose by getting beaten by them. I agree with that, yeah. As in, they beat most sides. So should we lose to them, it's not the end of the world. I'd like to see us have a crack. If, we, if we're going to lose, I'd like to see us have a crack, then, you know, go about it like we have done the last few weeks and lose anyway. Mm. So I think throw it, it at them. It resembles the squad. Throw the sink at them. That's what we're known for this season, is to have a go, get in people's faces. Yep. Throw it all at it. I wait Thursday eagerly and also with Un- great horror. Un-eagerly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, other A-League? Yeah, hit it. What did you find uh, over the weekend? I didn't see a heap, but boy, did I get a little bit of a kick out of Western United going down five now. <laughs> Ding dong. I don't Rudin know why, because I really, I don't mind Mark Rudin. I just, I just got salty with him really? last week because I saw him on the sideline chucking tantrums. Come on. Um, what about that whole... I don't mind him as a coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. What about the whole USB bloody Mel McLaughlin fiasco? Can't remember. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, he seems like a jerk of a guy, but sure. Not sure. Not sure. If he gets sacked... In which... terms of coaching, he seems like a decent coach. But um, And we teed off on West United the other week, but you know, obviously clarifying it's not the player's fault. That's more actually the fault of the league. But, uh, um, it's a little bit Barisha's fault. But yeah, I was about to get to that. I don't mind seeing Barisha and his side go down 5-0. So. <laughs> and they are Victorian at the end of the day, so... Kind of, I guess. Um, yeah, you wouldn't know it. West, Western United from Victoria. So, can't wait to play them away in Tasmania next season. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other was another interesting result was uh, Newcastle and Sydney. Yeah, it was. It was a good Newcastle game. Newcastle getting a point out of the Sydney game, and Sydney. It's a good game. Who we keep waiting for to come good, and 
time they run into the finals are just kind of... They're just petering along. They, they, they're second somehow. Yeah, that surprised but me They too. seem to not be... Well, they didn't beat us and they didn't beat the Jets. So they where seem, are they winning? They seem to not be very good, but they're sitting second. It's, yeah. Could be a reflection of the league. Perhaps. Overall. Perhaps. This is, it's, very, it's just competitive, I think. There's a lot of teams yep. dropping points in places where you don't think they would. Yeah. Especially us over the last four weeks. This was our easiest run of the season. And we've managed to make a huge hash of it. Yeah. Um, the other one that we need to touch on, obviously, as well, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne victory going down to Perth. Uh, 2-1. Of um, all teams. <laughs> after they could have taken a 1-0 lead, but Robbie Cruz had his penalties saved by Liam Reddy. <laughs> and then they then got a red card early in the second half. Oh, God. And, uh, the Perth scored... discipline of this team. <laughs> Fornaroli and Economides scored for Perth, and that was it. Rudy just said got one back for victory, but it was done. It was done. 2-1. Um, Economides' goal was very nice. Peach of a finish. Um, yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, two sides up. I didn't think we were going to be very good this season. Both not being very good, but as yeah. long as Perth got up, that's all that matters. Yeah, well, that was, that was 10 v 11, so... Do you see uh, ball boy Tony Sage? I did not see ball boy Tony Sage. <laughs> Do you know the story though? I kind of. Go on. Apparently, well, they were in a snap lockdown, Western Australia. And somehow the fucking chairman of the club did not quantify as like an essential member of the stadium. Yeah. And so he had to feign himself as a ball boy. He kicked one of the poor ball boys out. <laughs> Biggest day of the kid's life. Can't wait to stand there alongside his <laughs> heroes. Contribute to this beautiful game that we have. Tony Sage's like, nah. You're not playing tonight, mate. Is that really how it went down? I, yeah, I imagine. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it did. You can only have a certain amount of ball boys. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't in the Melbourne Victory game anyway. That was last week. But yeah. Or Wednesday night. Oh, there's I a believe, lot. Of- because they had a, they had a crowd there. Yeah, for the um, Victory game. For the Victory game Sunday night. So yeah. there, There's a lot of football being played right now, isn't there? There's so much to try and keep track of. And we're doing our best. We're doing our best, all right? Oh my God, guys. Leave us alone. I can feel them attacking me already. But uh, yeah, uh, Melbourne victory just quickly. Just sit that battle for the wooden spoon is great, but they're one point ahead of Newcastle, and if they could drop below Newcastle, that'd be just that'd just make my year. Ideally, it would be fun if we could have victory and the Jets play it out for the wooden spoon. Yep. And then uh, in a really in a really massive moment, have the VAR fail and Newcastle score a goal and win one nil, and then they don't get the wooden spoon, and yeah. that'd be a makeup. What a turnaround. Retribution for the grand final a few years ago. Yeah. Farcical scenes. That actually, that also speaks to the topsy-turvy nature of the league as well, in that they played the grand final not only, what, three years ago, two years ago, and now they're the bottom two. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. This season couldn't be any better. We're second, victory, or we're third, victory second bottom. Have you got anything else on the A-League or any Australian... Football. And the Australian football. No, not really. No. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but we should give a shout out to Sam Kerr. Yes. The Matilda, who overnight, her Chelsea side won the league, mm-hmm. have a chance at winning the FA Cup and Women's Champions League still. True. And she also won the Golden Boot for the league. Incredible, man. With, I believe 21 goals in the league. I'm oh. not sure how many. She's got a bunch across all competitions, but 21 in the league. 
She scored seven assists. Yeah, scored more goals in the leagues than games she played, which is just excellent. I mean, I cannot wait for the Olympics with uh, Sam Kerr led Matildas going for gold. This is going to be wicked. I saw a um, she did an interview post game with George Breach, the football ramble host, yeah, and BBC host or whatever. Um, yeah, and she, she just cool. seems she's just such a lovable player. Like she's just so so down to earth, so chilled, um, heaps humble. She looked absolutely ecstatic with her her goals as well. Um, this move is and been like with her team her. with her team winning the league and stuff. Um, yeah. Excellent. It's a really great advert for the W League as well. And I, like we get Sam Kerr's a special talent, but there's been a lot of W uh, W League players that have yep. followed her to Europe, especially to England. Yeah. Um, and it's just, what a great advert for everything yeah. that we're trying to, to do here. Excellent. Big fan. Love yep. you, Sam Kerr. Love you, Sam Kerr. We had a, we had a comment this week from uh, Matthew on one of our posts about the A-League. So we thought we told him we'd address it, so we'll address it. Um, yeah, are you going to explain it to I me? I guess <laughs> what Matt's trying to say is the A League sucks. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you took away well, from it? He doesn't like the A League, I take it. But no, he... I think he likes the A League. He just thinks it could be better no, in think... this way. He likes Maybe. the idea of Australian football. I mean, his first line is "Who cares? A League <laughs> is trash." <laughs> Um, I think I think the point he's making is it doesn't matter because there's no promotion and relegation. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. And I think he'd like to see there's a no system where yeah. the bottom team gets replaced by the top, the next best team in that state. So, say Adelaide United finished last in the A League, they'd be replaced by whoever won the MPL. It's an interesting idea to just make it a state specific. Um, yeah. I. That don't mind it because that infers that there's equal representation per state, which they there's clearly not. No, um, we've only got one team in South Australia. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, we already have. But like, it does always guarantee a team from, from South that Australia, state, I suppose, and that keeps in them, the top. That flight. keeps them invested. Look, I, yeah. this is an interesting idea. I think it would be better if there was equal rep amongst the states, or yeah. pro, or proportional rep representation, because it's yeah. not even that at the moment. Um, but the we already have that national competition where all the best MPL teams play off against each other. So why wouldn't it just be them that are fed straight into the league, regardless of who was relegated? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I I don't know where. Obviously, we all would love to see promotion relegation. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like we, I still feel like we're miles away. Where is, the, where is the financial will to support yeah, the well, idea? He, he did mention in the comment, he did mention that the funding would be a, you know, should we go, us should back. We, should we go but through this? Like, You want me to read it? Chronologically? Or do you want to... No, just like I pick don't know, out the main points. Well, we just did. that. They are the main points, really. Um, is that, yeah, a team... The side that finishes bottom is replaced by the next best team in that state. Oh, here we go. He thinks each state should be assigned one to two teams. Depending. So that's proportional rep. So yeah, I guess I can see where he's coming from, actually. This is a radical... Depending on each state's best competition standards. Of the previous cup. Okay. So I so, guess it, there would all be like coefficient like rankings. the FFA cup. Yeah, it'd be a coefficient ranking kind of thing. Trying to depend on how, how and who represents the best in the country. Yep. 
The fact the Metro Stars won it a couple of years in a row, that uh, national NPL competition, probably stands well for South Australian football. Yeah. You'd have to make some sort of massive database where which state is producing the most footballers that are playing at the highest level and stuff like that. Yep. This would be very moneyball to create a new... We can't... I just... I think fundamentally we can't create another new competition. It's just not going to sit with anybody. No. We can't radically reshape the league um, in this way. Just I think... Fundamentally, because we've done it already with the NSL, uh, with yeah. the A-League. You couldn't do it again. And a little, bit, a little bit of an extension of what he said was also that, like, you know, whoever went in, so say Adelaide City won the league, uh, they would go in and replace Adelaide United and they would get High Marsh oh, as, their as their main stadium ground for when they were in the A-League, that kind of thing. I think he might have taken it a bit too far there, Matty. It's not going to work. He's <laughs> taken it just a tad too far. Look, I don't like playing away at Adelaide City as much as the next guy, but you can't give them High Marsh. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> um yeah, I guess the main point of his point was um, we don't have the money True. in it's the just, league at the moment. And unfeasible. so why why do we even have an A-League if we can't do it properly? But I guess you have to start somewhere. I think we need to think um, radically with how you set up the A-League because the continent of Australia is like, it's obviously, it, it, it's just huge. The landmass is huge. Yep. And I, I could I could see it down the track being a more uh, American thing with like conferences, uh, conferences and yes. regions just because the cost of travel yes. across the country is just ridiculous. I, I could I mean I could almost see where each state has uh, elevated competition and then the winners of each state plays off at the end of the season in a massive revered national competition, something that actually gets people going and gets people to watch these games. Yeah. Almost like a Champions League within Australia. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Or you could do it from the previous season's winners. But I just, I think the idea of a national competition that can sustain promotion relegation over, uh, you know, a 10, 20, 30 year period where clubs don't regularly go bust, where, you know, we don't see franchises be born and then torn away from people who try and invest in them. Yeah. I can't see it. I can't can't see see it. it for a long time. We still, we haven't gotten... How many years has the A-League been around now? Like 17 or something. 16, and how many clubs 17. have come and gone? Already. We've yeah. already lost a bunch of clubs. North Queensland, Gold Coast, New Zealand Knights. Yep. Um, we've got new ones now that are already... Teetering. Like West United getting 900 people at a home game. So The, futures of the, the future of the Mariners license. Yeah. So... Uh, Brisbane, the Bakeries still aren't paying people properly. Like, yeah. it's just, it's I rough. get, I get the, um, I appreciate where Matt's coming from there because we do all, we'd all love to see nice. some sort of promotion relegation. It'd be a utopian um, dream. <laughs> and it would add more meaning, I guess. And then you'd see like teams like Newcastle and Melbourne at the moment would be, imagine like Melbourne Victory right now, they'd be having to scrap it out on the verge of going down. Imagine it. So, but we're a long, long way from that, I think, as much as we'd all like to see it. I'm a huge pessimist, and I actually don't think it's ever going to be achievable. Um, <laughs> I just didn't want to say it. <laughs> I feel the same. I didn't, great, really, I didn't want to say it. Yeah, we don't a, have the money in the game here. Or the support. Sus- or the interest. Or the interest. We don't have the crowd numbers. If people are that interested, get out and go to games. Fill the stadiums. Number one, yes. Number yeah. two, support your local league too when you can. Yeah. There's a little bit of that going on in Victoria. 
Uh, a little bit, yeah. You see Preston Lions big themselves up. There all are the time. some. There are a few clubs in each state that you know do get some decent numbers. Um, it's the reunif- but, to do this. You'd have to reunify with the old NSL game and yep. bring them into the fold and try and find some middle ground, which yep. we're not prepared to do at the moment. No. Maybe James Johnson. I mean, he went on 2GB and fought Ray Hadley to defend the game. So yeah, and uh, ethnic clashes, as he was calling it. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, we just got a long way to go, so could probably curb any of that. Um, we need a better funding model. We need more funding. We need a better funding model. We need more interest as well from people. This one of the biggest issues I take with um, a lot of the people that criticise the A League don't go to games or watch them. Yeah. And. Well, they say it's because they've been previously and they're turned off and now they're vocal critics of it. (laughs) They want it to get better, though. I mean, some say this is the best season we've had in a decade. It's been an excellent season, but crowds are down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's a a long... complex question. It could be be a long, complicated discussion. I like your idea of allocated allocated uh, state teams in a national division. That would be fun. That'd be cool. Yeah. But what you're proposing is like an Australian Super League. (laughs) I guess uh, a little bit. And then I think the... uh, Yeah. Any club that comes in, how are they going to be, you know... How do they fund their way... Around the country. Around the country. And then the club that goes down, are they just, you know... Because clubs outside the A League are and what happens getting... with all these players' contracts and things? Yeah, are they it's not just? The, it's not just the money within the A League itself. It's the gap between the money in the A League and then the money in the MPLs and the proposed second well. division. Or so what happens to your players on two like two three year contracts that just you go down a division? And You'd have just, to have parachute payments. They would just go into the second division. It's it's a slippery slope. I yeah. think. In which you're just setting up a Premier League championship where you see the same yeah. championship clubs coming back up that have been relegated this yep. previous season. Uh, I think there's a fairer way to do it. Yeah. So I guess there is, yeah, we appreciate the idea. Yeah, it's an interesting think everyone, idea for sure. I think everyone in the country is on board with having promotion relegation. No one's against it, but it's got to be done properly and... Sustainably. Sustainably. If it's not sustainable, it's not even worth We shouldn't do it. Because if we no. kill the game a second time... It's gonna. It's a long way back. Yep. Hundred percent. Should we wrap it there? I think so. Thanks, Maddie. Yeah, that was good. Cheers, Maddie. Thanks. And cheers to everyone else who listened. <laughs>